Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, February 13th, 2020. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ooh, February 13th. I know. It's my favorite day, actually. <laughs> and I am Broadway star James Marino. <laughs> are, are, are you superstitious about Thursday I'm... the 13th? Uh, uh, two thirteen is my favorite number. It's my lucky number. So, uh, maybe that means. I mean, allegedly, I'm supposed to get the heat and everything turned back on my building today. So maybe oh. it is lucky after all. Look at that. I know. <laughs> Ashley's yeah. still in the cold. I'm very cold. I'm Would the space the space heater is off. <laughs> the space heater is off, so it doesn't come up in the recording. So yeah. You know, Sitting here with numb hands, no uh, gas in my stove, no hot water. It's going great in Bushwick. Excellent. So, again, <laughs> if, if in fact your apartment does explode, please yeah. mute. Hit, yeah, hit the cough explode button. Hit the cough explode button, yeah. It's all good. You know, James, we got so many good responses regarding our five shows that made you on oh, um, Twitter. Thanks to everyone who sent those along. They truly made my day in a day where I was fighting with my building all day. So, you know, I, immediately after yesterday, I realized in doing mine, I explicitly subconsciously did musicals only. Which, I mean, oh. Angels in America has to go somewhere on my list. I don't know if I'm willing to lose any of the musicals that I listed. Maybe Hades Town if you twist my arm, but that is really tough. Yeah, I didn't even think about plays. I mean, that, I know. that, that would, I think, change my list a little bit. But A little bit of a conscious, uh, subconscious, unconscious musical bias. Yeah. Maybe uh, if all of us break down into little groups and discuss it, we can... No, probably can't do that right now. <laughs> probably not, no. <laughs> you know, Miss, Mr. Matt has yet to send over his, uh, but he did tell me he was going to think about them on Wednesday night. You can place your bets as to what you think they will be. <laughs> and if you are right, maybe you can listen to Matt's thoughts on Friday. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Patreon-only episode. The only way to get it is to join us at Patreon, which is uh, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash broadwayradio. And uh, join us, sign up, uh, and support Broadway Radio and get all the extra content that uh, you do miss out if you're kind not in the club. Okay. So here is our breaking news of the morning. Bedlam mm. to remount its acclaimed production of The Crucible. Yes, indeed. If you're hearing the story, that means you've made it back to or to the general release of this episode. And that's because early on Thursday morning at 6 a.m., Bedlam announced it will remount their critically acclaimed production of Arthur Miller's The Crucible, directed by Eric Tucker. The production will run once again at the Connolly Theatre downtown, where it was originally homed from November 8th through December 29th of 2019. The original cast will return, which starred Ryan Quinn and Truett Felt as Proctor and Abigail, respectively. The rest of the cast includes Ellen Altshuler, Shireen Babb, Ryesh Bose, Eliza Fecht, Victor, Carolyn Grogan, David Keahan, Susanna Malanzi, Galen Mulk, Randolph Curtis Rand, John Terry, and Eric Tucker. Says Tucker, I'm very proud of our production of The Crucible. It's one of the great American plays that we have, and I speak for all of us in the cast and crew. We are honored and excited to dive back into this work. 
Previews will begin on March 27th for an official reopening on Sunday, March 29th. Tickets are on sale now for the run, which as of now ends on April 26th. I didn't get a chance to see this the first time around. I'm generally not a big Crucible fan, though it has been a very long time since I've seen or read it. Just know that I didn't used to be a fan. I I know Matt saw it the first time when he was in town last and really liked it, thought that... um, Quinn and Felt in particular look, were really phenomenal. Connolly is a really cool space, though, generally. So the combination of all of that is a must-see in the second outing, James. Did you get to see it the first time around? I did not, but yeah. Matt spoke very highly of it, he as did, did yeah. Peter Felicia and Michael Portantier oh, as well. Good. Okay. So uh, it's very interesting. But you know what it makes me think of? Hmm. Uh, 200 kids seems like way too much for The Crucible. <laughs> very good very good mm, yeah i appre- i appreciate that reference callback uh callback so, to best folds work well i was just gonna say that you know if listeners if you know where that's from too oh uh, sorry i spoiled it that's okay <laughs> it is best wall because we love best wall yes of course <laughs> <laughs> it is grand horizon spoiler yes at the but helen yeah. hayes I'm really look. I'm I'm gonna make sure I end up seeing it this time around. I I think of all the productions of Crucible or all the readings of Crucible I've done. Though again, it's been a very long time. I think this could be the production that gets me to like it. <laughs> so let's move into the next story, which is the Broadway casting news. Broadway bound the Music Man. Oh, the people who ejected. Beetlejuice out of the Winter Garden. Beetlejuice will show back up somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, so the Broadway-bound Music Man will hold open call for Winthrop Peru. Yeah, we really didn't have much Broadway news to talk about yesterday, James, but one thing definitely worth mentioning as you teased, the upcoming revival of Meredith Wilson's The Music Man will soon be holding an open call for the role of young Winthrop Peru, according to a casting call from Telsey and Company. The open call will be held on Sunday, February 16th for boys of any ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Ages 7 to 10 and under 4, 6 in height. Of course, that upcoming revival will star Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster, as well as Jane Howdyshell, Jefferson Mays, Mary Mullen, and Schuler Hensley. Jerry Zaks will direct and Warren Carlyle will choreograph. Previews will begin on September 9th for an opening of October 15th at... The Winter Garden Theater, home of Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. (laughs) Boy, we're getting close to that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, bring your kids on down, I guess. You know, it doesn't seem to me that they're even prepared to move into the Winter Garden Theater if they haven't found their Winthrop yet. I know, right? They should just like keep Beetlejuice there forever, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Never mind nine months away or eight months away. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Ashley and I would like to let you know that uh, today on Broadway is being brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. Yay. Yay. Home we of are... the VPN. Yes, home of the VPN, <laughs> which is a virtual private network which helps you secure your information, keep safe, keep your data safe, let people not track you, and be able to um, escape the man. Escape the man. I like that. 
I like this, Gabe. Man. So the first reason to use ExpressVPN is uh, security. If you're connected to a public Wi-Fi network at a hotel, an airport, or a coffee shop, there's no way to know how secure your network is. It could be 100% secure, or it could be very insecure and in showing all your personal information. If you use ExpressVPN on any of your devices, laptops, phones, and tablets, this will prevent anyone from seeing your personal info. The second reason to use ExpressVPN is to change your location so you can view services that are restricted by location. If you want to watch the BBC or NT live from the U.S., you can use ExpressVPN to make them think that you're in the U.K. Save the ticket price of the Concorde right there. Faster <laughs> than ExpressVPN, faster than the Concorde. It is. That should be their slogan. Yeah, except the whole Concorde crashing and blowing up and things I like mean, that. I mean, that is certainly faster than... This is true. Safer. Faster Safer than, than the Concord. Safer than the Concord people. See, we're like ad people. <laughs> we are. We are very bad ad people. <laughs> so, and vice versa, if you're in another part of the world and you want to view PBS's great performances, use ExpressVPN to connect to PBS.org. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. Ooh. Don't let technology stop you from getting your... Pasek and Paul fix. Ooh, we're going to Pasek and Paul today. Pasek and Paul. ExpressVPN is lightning fast and you will not have buffering issues that other VPN services had. So if you have our special link, go to it right now at expressvpn.com slash Broadway and you will get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash Broadway. I was just thinking of something. Mm, I love a, love a good thought. What is it? So I think that the Tony Awards... Ooh, oh, is God. only broadcast here in the U.S. on CBS, and it's problematic to get it around the world. So oh. if somebody uses ExpressVPN... You can see the Tonys no matter where you're at. They can see the Tony Awards streaming live. So if you're in Australia or, you know, in London or Paris or or Japan or South Korea or, you know, India or in anywhere, anywhere, you were huge. Huge in Japan, and <laughs> Germans love David Hasselhoff. True. So, yeah. So, you know, prepare yourself for the Tony Awards. only 12, 16 weeks away. Oh, so, my God. So soon. That's too soon. I know. It is Why, too soon. We need to stop talking about the Tonys. We just got off Oscar season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Ashley, what do we have in the recommendation section? Mm -hmm. One recommendation today comes from the Daily Beast, who interviewed upcoming Diana on Broadway star Jenna DeWall on what it's like to play Princess Diana. She talked about the perception around it and some of the infamous dramatic moments that the show will have, including Diana and Camilla Parker confronting each other at a party which happened in real life and answering the question if the musical is camp deadly serious both it talks also about the work that's going into it including the 33 dresses designed by william ivy long including that iconic black revenge dress which of course has a musical number to go along with it be sure to check that out Still kind of a weird one for me, James, especially with how in the news the royals are lately. But mm. I am looking forward to seeing how they handle it. Yeah, I I think that it's got a uh, – on paper, it looks like mm -hmm. it 
could really work well, but yes, you know that that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> the story of like the history of musical theater. Mm, yeah, that's true. All right, what do we have in other news? First up, the Transport Group's current production of The Unsinkable Molly B Brown, directed by Kathleen Marshall, announced a two-week extension. The Beth Malone-led musical will now play through April 15th at the Abrams Arts Center. David, Aaron DeMaine, Whitney Bashore, Omar Lopez, Sapiro, Alex Gibson, and Paolo Maltaban star with Malone. The re reworked version of Meredith Wilson's Molly Brown began previews February 8th, ahead of a February 26th opening off-Broadway. This is a big must-see for me, James. I'm really glad they're extending it, because truthfully, with everything going on right now, I kind of forgot about it. But I'm always really glad to get more chances to see Beth Malone. Also in the news, a mass musical theater announced its current production of Romeo and Bernadette, a musical tale of Verona and Brooklyn, will soon transfer to Theater 3 at Theater Row for an open-ended run. The show is currently running at ART New York Theaters after opening this week. Additionally, the cast, which stars Nikita Burshton and Anna Kostakis, will soon set down tracks for a cast recording that will be available for purchase in mid-March. The Theater Row transfer will begin previews on March 17th, ahead of an official reopening on March 26th. Also, 92Y announced Tina, the Tina Turner musical star Adrian Warren and book writer Katori Hall will take place in a moderated discussion at the venue on March 16th. The conversation will be led by culture critic Soraya Nadia McDonald and we'll explore the show's inspiration and journey to the stage. The event will be held at 7.30 p.m., and tickets are available starting at $35 at 92y.org. More Broadway alums have joined Keen Company's upcoming benefit reading of Arsenic and Old Lace. Joining the previously announced Michael Urie, Kathleen Chalfant, and Marsha Mason will be the father-daughter pair of Tony winner Chuck Cooper and Tony nominee Lily Cooper. You know, until yesterday, I had not put that, to that together. Oh, really? <laughs> I had not, yeah. But that's, that's a great pair. Also new to the cast are Major Attaway, Hal Robinson, Reg Rogers, Jay Russell, and Kyle Sherman. The Joseph Kesselring farce was first seen on Broadway in 1941. And again, in 1986, the one-night-only benefit reading will be held on February 24th at Theatre Row. Funds from the evening will help support Keene's 20th season, including their educational programming. And tickets are now on sale at telecharge.com. And finally, it should come as no surprise that Lin-Manuel Miranda is putting pen to paper yet again. On the red carpet of this year's Oscar ceremony, he revealed to Variety he has written a new closing credits song for his upcoming film adaptation of In the Heights. Miranda apparently didn't want to lose any of the songs from the original stage version to use in this credit, so he wrote something new, calling it a, quote, summer jam where we get to hang with the characters a little longer this summer, sung by some of the principal actors in the movie. That movie is, of course, due in theaters on June 26th. The man is still only short the O in EGOT and PGOT, for that matter. Mm -hmm. Is this the song that wins it? I personally think it would be really nice to come full circle and have him win the Oscar for a song that he wrote for the musical that won him a first Tony of like a thousand future Tonys. 
<laughs> that is uh, interesting, but I, I I don't think that that's going to happen. Mm, maybe. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. Closing credit songs. Do they really? I guess maybe the spy who loved me. Yeah, I don't know. Was that a closing credit song? Yeah, I guess so. So. We'll find out. We'll find out. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Be sure to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon to back us if you haven't already. Also support those who support us and head over to expressvpn.com slash broadway and take advantage of their special sponsor offer. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. It's all you tomorrow. I will be alone. You're all alone. All by yourself. Yeah. And so uh, (laughs) come back and make fun of me tomorrow and uh, we'll talk to you then. (laughs) 